0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of I Just Blank, Now What? Your girl, Jessica Stevens, and thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in for another awesome Now What Wednesday. We are episode three of season three. Here we go. This season is off to a great start. We have so many amazing guests lined up for this season. It's just jam-packed full of awesome, awesome stories. Like today's story of I just sold all my stuff and booked a flight, now what? My guest Christine is coming on to share the story of her deciding to quit her job, sell all of her things, and buy a one-way ticket out of the country. That sounds to me right now in this moment amazing. And the reason for that is we've just spent the last few weeks purging and packing my grandmother's house and unpacking things that have been in her basement and all sorts of stuff. And just the thought of getting rid of everything and being a minimalist and packing a suitcase and going is very, very appealing to me right now. So maybe this is an episode for you too, if you are like, oh, I just want to walk away from all the things. Definitely check out this episode. It's going to be a fun one. She talks about, you know, that decision, how she came about doing it, what it was like telling her family that she was picking up and going and then, you know, what she's got going on now. Before we get to Christine's episode, I just want to remind you all to head over to the show notes and check out the link to our patrons site and learn how to join as a member and become a patron of the show. We are doing ad free and early episode launches for patrons. If you're an all access patron, you're also gonna get some fun exclusive content, some behind the scenes stuff. And for everybody who is a patron, you will be put into a draw to win some really fun, cool prizes each and every month. You know me, I love to give goodies away. So head over to Patreon and sign up as a member of the I just blank now what podcast crew and I will see you there with some cool extra bonus fun content. But without further ado, let's get to Christine and I just sold all my stuff and booked a flight. Now what? blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, are you having a, I just feel sluggish, now what moment? Me too, and when I'm feeling a little low and need to pick me up, I turn to the Arbonne 30 Days to Healthy Living program to help me reset. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. The 30 Days to Healthy Living acts as a reset in establishing healthy habits so you can get more energy and feel fit with clean vegan nutrition. Arbonne's mission is to empower people to flourish with sustainable, healthy living. So the 30 Days to Healthy Living set and program are specifically designed to do just that. It helps you identify foods that might not be serving your body well, while you focus on adding nutrient-dense, plant-based, whole foods into your daily routine, creating sustainable habits for a healthy lifestyle that lasts. So if you want to get started on your path to healthy living with our number one nutrition set featuring nine plant-powered products that make healthy living easy, head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and click on the Healthy Living tab and check out the program. Join me each month as I help dozens of people feel fit and their best with this amazing program. It's definitely not a diet, it's a lifestyle, and if you want to live well and feel fit, join us on the next 30 Days to Healthy Living. So head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbonne.com, check out that Healthy Living tab, and let's help you go from feeling sluggish to feeling great. Well, hello, Christine Liu. How are ya? I'm good. Thanks so much, Jessica, for having me. I am so excited to have this chat with you today because it's going to be a fun one. You know, every now and then we have like really serious conversations on the show, which are important, which we definitely <laughs> need to talk about things that people are uncomfortable talking about. But sometimes we really want to have conversations about some fun, exciting stories that are just like, oh my God, that's so cool. I want to do that. So I feel like yours is that kind of story. So we'll see as you unfold the story and tell me before we do that. Loving the color and, you know, I'm ready for all of the brightness all the pastels give me color how about you are you ready for that too
1: yeah like I would say I'm a big fan of color like year-round for sure but obviously like here in Canada it can be difficult to pull that out of yourself let alone like your closet sometimes when it's so drab out right so I like to compensate for it in regards to wearing color sometimes it's just like a good burst of fun like you mentioned
0: Me too. And I guess that's, you know, that's kind of part of what you do. You're a designer. So tell everybody a little bit about you, who you are, what you do. And then we're going to jump into this story that you're going to share with us in a minute.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on here and for everyone tuning in today as well. And so, if we haven't met already, I'm Christine Liu. I'm the expert behind CL Designs and the Brand Party podcast. So, with CL Designs, I help purpose driven businesses out there create cohesive branding, website design, social content, marketing collateral to really help you increase your impact and your sales. And with Brand Party, it's been featured in Top 10 Can Design and Apple Podcasts new and noteworthy lists where you can get access to free, fun, honest, and actionable branding tips that you can implement right away in your entrepreneurial journey.
0: Love it, oh my goodness. Yeah, you definitely have lots of skill, lots of knowledge and you love to share that with people on the regular. So if you are an entrepreneur and you need some support in that space, she is definitely someone you wanna hit up. But before all of that started, before all of this now, Let's rewind the clock. Take us back to, you know, young Christine, when you decided, you know what, I'm going to sell my stuff. I'm going to buy a plane ticket and get the hell out of Dodge. (laughs) Now what? Like, what did you do after that? So take us back. Tell us when you decided to make some big moves in your life.
1: Sure. So I'll give you some cold nose version of it. I'll bring you back about ten years from the recording of this episode, and so this is like my you know early twenties, where I just had turned twenty, actually, I believe, and so I had obviously moved to a new city here in Toronto. Also, actually, I'm originally from Kingston, Ontario, and so during that time, I actually started my first dip into entrepreneurship with a streetwear apparel brand called In Love. So it was a fun spinoff of my last name. Very much in lieu of what I needed at that point in my life, and you know, a few people had passed away actually very close to me at that stage. So it really made me reflect on what is it that I wanted to do with my life at such a integral like point in my life and such a young age, in a sense. And so with that, I decided to start like my first business and learned a lot about the product based sort of side of things for a few years and just really fell in love with startup culture as a whole. Worked as an assistant for a wearable tech company, worked with Fashion quite a bit as well, helping bootstrap startups for ninety plus k Kickstarter campaigns. And so, as a creative, I'm sure to those listening too, you can relate that I just got bored really easily. So I wanted to do a bunch of different things, and I never thought that I would become my own boss again. Even because working with startups, I got to do three sixty and live the life and the dream. Really, I got to travel a little bit at that point too, without having the responsibility of owning my own business. And so. At that point, I had been doing my bachelor's of graphic design as well, graduated and needed to get a quote unquote job. And (laughs) so (laughs) that was like very daunting because I didn't want to move back home. I... Like really wanted to make kind of a name for myself in a sense. And so with that, I had ended up at Rogers Media Publishing for a little bit, working on brands like Walmart, MLSC, Hello Canada, Sportsnet, and was also nominated for a digital publishing award at my time at McLean's. And so with that, I was really fortunate early on in my career to get access to such big names to work on within the design industry. And so with that, I also found myself at CBC Music as a graphic designer and digital associate producer for a little bit, getting to do social media content, event coverage, interviewed artists like Jan Arden, Sarah McLaughlin, you know, like the 16-year-old dream job, if you <laughs> ask me. You literally just listed,
0: you know, a dozen people's dream job that they <laughs> wish they could have done. And you packed them all into, what, a few years? What was that time span? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was just about like, I would say two to five years max. Five
0: years. Okay. You did a lot. So girl.
1: I like <laughs> climbed the corporate ladder very quickly in a sense. I've always had this really strong intuition of wanting to make sure that growth was really integral into every aspect of my journey. And so if I feel like, especially as a creative person too, that I've sort of hit a wall in my career, even especially that, if I'm not learning from it, not growing from it, there's no sort of additional value there for a lack of better word that I need to take that next step to really help myself grow and explore mm-hmm. a little bit further. And so this was very evident in that next step that, <laughs> that connected us about my journey. And so, I had been freelancing also for about 5 plus years at that point I want to preface and give some context into towards that but at that point just as sustainably as one human I needed to make a big decision in my life and so with that demand was growing on the freelance side and I had been working like before work Sometimes at work. And then as soon as I got home, till the wee hours, majority of days. And so it just wasn't sustainable moving forward to keep going like that if I didn't want to burn myself out. Yeah. Cause and, that doesn't sound
0: like just a side hustle. That was like a side hustle, in front hustle, you know, behind hustle. Yeah. Like,
1: all you, the 360 oh, hustle. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: were doing it all. Oh, yeah. So burnout definitely in your future. And you could probably see that coming, right?
1: Exactly. And so, you know, those two weeks of vacation are never enough at all. And so I decided to give my resignation letter. in. I actually the same day that I gave my resignation letter, I had Also jetted off to Greece that same afternoon because I was waiting for a few logistics to line up. And then, so I did come back to work for three weeks actually, and then officially started my journey full-time. So it's been three and a half years later at this point with CL Designs full-time. But during that, there was like so much guilt and shame even associated with making that decision initially, but it's still one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. (laughs) And I had sold everything. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you quit your job, you go on a mini trip, like you just, you already had another trip booked, you quit your job (laughs) on that trip, you come back from that trip. And now you decide to sell all your stuff. And yeah,
1: I booked a one way ticket. I actually ended up breaking up with my then boyfriend on that trip also. And so there was like a whole lot of things happening in my personal and professional life at that stage too. That was just completely wild to really help me grow and like find out what I really wanted to stand for in my life, my business. And I truly come back to all the time, like build your business around your life, not the other way around. Because I really feel like I don't strive for balance anymore. I strive for like this integration and what that looks like synergistically in terms of how things work with one another within this. There's ebbs and flows in your life. And so does business also moving forward. But yeah, I sold everything off. I rented my place out that I had bought as well and booked a one-way ticket. And the rest is sort of history. (laughs) Where was
0: that first destination? Where was that one-way ticket to?
1: So I stayed in Merida, Mexico for a month. Yeah. And so during that time, it's actually a really lovely place to Co work, I would say. Like, there's a bunch of different cafes. It's very, like, a different atmosphere than here in Canada, obviously. And it was really lovely to have a different environment. But I will say, time zones definitely kicked my butt a little bit as well to adjust to. And then from that point, I ended up going around Mexico a little bit, but also Panama, Peru, came back for some holiday time with my family, and then jetted off to Europe as well for a little bit. So it was about eight months on and off running my business full time. At that point, trying to like, you know, lift your laptop high in the sky to try to get internet access from your hostel bed. It's just, it's not as glamorous as people make it out to be.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, remote working sounds lovely, right? You know, I'm a remote worker too, I pick up and go. But there are parts of it where you're like, phone in air searching for Wi-Fi, or there's like power outages, there's like a massive... Mm -hmm tropical storm running through and you're like, okay, I guess we're not working today, right? But okay, cool, so you decided to quit the nine to five or nine to nine, I don't know how crazy your corporate job was and jump full steam ahead into your freelance business and make it your thing. But you also decided to like do it on the road and leave the country and just give yourself a new environment and fresh scenery to like make that happen. Why was it so important for you to also leave?
1: Hmm. You know, there's something about making these big decisions in your life that sometimes it feels like all or nothing, right? That It's like, oh, I need to commit fully to this in order to like validate it in a way. And maybe, you know what, I was escaping to a certain degree. I will acknowledge that, but also it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to escape in a negative way but I think that I just really didn't want to settle for less because this is something that I've always dreamed of and I'm really grateful also to have the opportunity to have experienced that like pre-covid and to like live the life that I live because of my wonderful clients my like really lovely community behind it like I don't take these things lightly that I get to show up every single day and do what I love it's a very big privilege in a lot of ways Absolutely. So,
0: for anyone who's listening who's like, "Oh my god, I want to quit my job and go." <laughs> what are some of the behind the scenes like logistics of what actually needs to get put into place for in order for someone to actually go and do that?
1: Yeah, there's a few things for sure. So, I would say finance is a big one, and I recognize that for a lot of folks out there. I know for myself it was really important to have some sort of security blanket as well, especially going abroad, that there might be some really unforeseen circumstances that happen or finances that you might need to tap into. So having some savings is always helpful. I would say at least giving yourself like a three to six month runway, it's just nice to have a little bit of buffer, especially I had been freelancing on and off for about five plus years at that point too. So building a really strong roster of clients that I knew I was going to continue working with or that you are still betting on yourself to a certain extent that you need to make sure that you're bringing in opportunities as well, equally as much and putting yourself out there. So I would say financially make sure that you have a bit of runway, whether that's three to six months or 12 months, whatever you feel really comfortable with that is realistic to you and your circumstances as well. And then I would say you need to feel really good about your decision. Like I believed wholeheartedly after going through all of that turmoil, like so many stomach aches and headaches about it, that I knew that this was really right for me. And there was more out there. And I knew also that as someone who's hardworking, talented, like I had a lot more to give that I could always go back if I wanted to. It's just that I didn't find my dream job there anymore necessarily either. And so I just truly believe that if you are hard like willing to work for it and to create your own future that there's always going to be opportunities out there for you so do bet on yourself and like truly believe that as well because that sort of confidence and inner work really does go a long way
0: yeah you got to commit to be like all right I'm I'm selling the things (laughs) or I'm putting them all in storage and I'm gonna go yeah you always know that there is you can always come home right like there's always the mm-hmm. option to come home, but really just decide like, okay, I'm going to make a real go of this. I'm going, here's my timeline. Here's my budget and let's go.
1: Yeah. Cause it's so easy to kind of dip your toes into things, but not fully like submerge yourself into the experience of it. Right. And so for me, I find I learn a lot better and experience things like much more fully. If I'm just like, <laughs> go In the
0: all- event, right? like, I tell people, I'm like, it's really hard for me to explain what it feels like to swim with you standing on the edge of the pool, like you kind of just have Mm. to jump in and submerge yourself and you will learn really quickly what that experience (laughs) is like for you. And maybe you have some floaties, right? Like good for you if you have some floaties, but you know, you got to just kind of jump in and sink and swim.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what you mentioned too, Jessica about floaties, like having a really good support system around you is going to be so helpful in that transition, especially because not everyone's going to understand the decision that you make as well, especially in that moment. Some people I have had experience, unfortunately, where there was a lot of resentment that came up, you know, there's a lot of anger, like just a whole lot of emotions as a whole. And Just because I was doing something that I decided for myself and my life that I truly believed in, there's going to be some negativity regardless of who you are, what you decide. So if you can live with yourself at the end of the day and like give yourself some grace for it, yeah, you're you're winning, I guess.
0: I love that you brought that up because when people make really bold decisions about their life and what they want to do, kind of like you know, quitting your job, selling your stuff and buying a one-way ticket. And that, that does bring up emotions for other people for a variety of reasons. I'm sure your parents had a certain reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're like, oh, are, are, is she gonna be okay? Like all of that stuff. But then there's other people in your life, you know, friends, coworkers or whatever, who are watching you do this. And they're like, what the hell, Christine? Like, how dare you? <laughs> And normally that's just tapping into a feeling of, I guess a little bit of envy for themselves where they wish Mm -hmm. that they were doing it and they're not you know, strong enough or they're holding onto their fear and not doing the thing that they wanna do, but they're watching you do the thing that you are set out to do. Mm -hmm. And it really rubs them the wrong way. It brings up a lot of emotion, as you said, in them for their own personal stuff. Has kind of nothing to do with you. You're You're just like the trigger, right? You're just like the thing that kind of set them off. And it's so crazy to me to watch other people get so upset about decisions that other people make for their lives. And you're like, this has nothing to do with you. This doesn't even impact you, right? Like, okay, maybe if it was your boyfriend and you're going to be like, hey, deuces, I'm out, I'm leaving. Yeah, that obviously impacts him. But like a friend, how can they not be supportive of that? I, I've never understood that personally, but I know it happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad that you talked about that. What was your family's reaction to you making this decision? Because I always like love to hear like the, the mom and dad perspective, oh. especially, you know, and, you know, women of color culturally this is not Uh, something that you know single women do
1: it's really it was really difficult for my parents and i'm like very grateful also to say that they've come around a long like a really long way i'm proud of them also that they've been really open to this journey with me and like they're they're now like my biggest fans you know and so that is very heartwarming for me that i don't take lightly either and That definitely wasn't always the case because coming from like a Chinese Vietnamese background also that, you know, they had come from war also, they immigrated to Canada. They've worked really hard for the life that they have now and for the future of like me, my brother, our family really. And so as a whole, like this work ethic and dedication to what they do has been really ingrained for me throughout my whole life. You know, so that has been a really lovely skill set to integrate to what I do and how I serve my clients. But also it comes with a lot because this generation and the way that they like culturally have been also they've been so conditioned that you know they stayed in one job also with where they were. They climbed their way through as well and you know, have a really great. Like retirement ahead of them, also. Right. So I'm really happy for them that they have that opportunity, but also it's just not how I saw myself and my life panning out. And so it was hard to come to terms with, I believe, for them, you know, that it's not conventional, it's not traditional to what they saw possible for themselves or for the future for me, because there was a lot of unknown in that reflected. And I acknowledge that, but also. I had to see what else was out there. And again, it's not to say that I could ever go back if I so choose. Like I really believe that I had the ability and talent to be able to find opportunities, regardless if it was for myself or if it was for somebody else in the future. But I remember that phone call and how nervous and nauseous I was. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah okay so it was a phone call so you didn't do it in person because I was about to say like how did this unfold how did you build up the courage to tell your parents that you were like moving away
1: well it didn't help right also obviously that I was I gave my resignation letter in that I was jetting off to Greece and then also like moving abroad and all these oh yeah you like didn't just like, like
0: you know, throw them a little something you like, like you tossed a a bomb on them. So I can imagine it was a little hard for them to process. So for anybody out there also, who's thinking about maybe like sharing some really big news with your parents, tell us Christine, how did you share this? And what lessons did you learn and what would you, what would you have changed if you were to do it
1: again? (laughs) You know, I feel like having this perspective now, I feel like I had dropped seed, like planted seeds along the way, but maybe making it a little more obvious each step of the way, just to like help climb that mountain a little bit would have been helpful. But also during that call, like I had practiced a little bit in my head beforehand, you know, just because I know for me, like finding the right words can be really difficult also to best articulate this decision. So I wanted to be really clear ultimately, because I didn't want to, like not convey the direction that I wanted this decision to have and, and also, was,
0: also and you I guess you wanted to make it clear that you weren't asking their permission to go and do this Right, that you were going you were doing this it has already been decided a, and now you're informing them
1: Yes exactly so that's very much the intention tension and like positioning that I had for it right so I wanted to make sure that it was very clear there was no room for
0: negotiating me
1: out of this Yeah exactly Right. So being really clear, building out kind of that storytelling element a little bit of like, why, why is this important to you? I think gives a bit more context as to building that bridge of understanding, whether it is your parents or those friends and family who might be questioning your decision, then by no means do you need to justify it to anyone, first of all, but if you feel like you want to provide more understanding and context to bridge that gap perhaps yeah sharing a little bit more of the purpose and intention that you have behind it will help build that a little bit further but ultimately i think just being clear and unapologetic about your decision will serve yourself and a lot of folks around you
0: that is fantastic advice fantastic advice it's like being being decided right and no matter what their reaction is going to be you're still committed to your decision and there is no room for wavering because i think Mm -hmm. when and i think you know the words we use when we're sharing news with other people is really important so it's like hey mom and dad i'm thinking of considering doing this thing i'm gonna just give it a try like that is not words of confidence that your parents Need to hear from want you, to hear yeah. right? They're like, okay, mom and dad, this is what I'm doing. This is my plan. I'm going. I'm really. And if you're excited, then they start becoming excited about it too. I'm sure, right? But if you're nervous about it, you're like, so I'm going to do this thing, and it's just going to feed their own nervousness.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great, great, great suggestion. And then what kind of like timeline did you tell them versus you leaving? Because that's the other key thing is like timing is really important.
1: (laughs) I would say maybe a month or so, I think. I'm trying to remember back now, actually. But when you're moving abroad, obviously, as you know, too, like, you know, there's so many logistical things to consider. And like, I had to rent my place out also that I own here and stuff like that and like move my stuff to storage and all of these other logistical things. I was still working first up to a certain point as well. I, my renter had moved in before I was leaving to go abroad. So I had to like bounce between friends, places, Airbnbs, like all this stuff. So there's just a lot to consider if this is really worth your decision also, like it makes you very certain. You have to be very certain to know this for yourself.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, so you headed off to Mexico, and then you said you went to Peru? Yeah, Panama, Peru. Panama, Peru. So you went down to South America, and then across to Europe. So what was your European tour? Where would you go?
1: So I started off in Portugal, and then Germany and Spain for that leg of the trip. And then, yeah, I came back to Canada, kind of grounded some roots again after some time abroad. And I found because I was hopping cities, like every two, three days, it was really difficult to get any work done, especially when you're like in transit or like different time zones, obviously as well. It was, it was really difficult.
0: So, you know, maybe if you were to do it again, you'd probably just do a a few longer stretches and places so that you could get established, get some work in, get some, you know, touristy things in before, you know, moving camp again.
1: Yeah, I believe so. And I've really come to love more immersive experiences in that sense too, like Mm -hmm. getting a little bit longer I don't feel like I need to rush through things as much anymore and maybe this is like with coming of age or something but (laughs) just like being able to indulge a little bit more into each city each culture each experience a little bit more I feel like it informs the work that I do equally as much when I'm able to really take the time and space that it requires to enjoy it equally also
0: yeah slowing down like that's like the the theme that always keeps coming up in all areas of if you really want a good experience you got to
1: slow mm-hmm. it down
0: right and enjoy that as you know you being in the city and taking it all in and then also being able to like hey I going to work on this client and I'm not going to like do it really fast and push it out cuz I got to go I'm going to take my time and work and give it give it my all. So yeah, I love that advice too. All right. So you did a little bit of a European tour, came back and then did you jet off again? Where did the rest of this one way ticket land you?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I am trying to remember back now what has happened over the last few years has been such a like time warp in a sense, but also feels like groundhog day in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, unfortunately, like one of my family members had ended up in the hospital. So I was grounded here for a little bit and it really reminded me how, how just like grateful, I think it's a big theme for me, like how grateful I was to be able to have a flexible schedule and like to run my business from like a waiting room, honestly, not a lot of people get that if they are in that position, unfortunately, then I'm like, so sorry also for that, but also to have the flexibility to have that available, even as an option, I'm really grateful because I wouldn't have traded it for anything else. So I think just keeping those sort of things in mind and, you know, the wildest places that I run my business also, whether it's from Peru or a waiting room in the hospital to, you know, like my home in, in Toronto, there's so many places that you can make this happen for yourself if you choose to ultimately. And so during that time, I kind of had stayed put for a little bit just to ground out and I found it really helpful in a lot of ways. And so obviously COVID hit at a certain point also. So I didn't really go anywhere much, but I actually last year, so in 2021, then my partner now he is from Lithuania actually. So we had decided to go to back to Europe for a whole month. So it was like the first time that I took a whole month off since starting my business full-time as well. And so I had checked emails like here and there a little bit. Obviously there's a little anxiety around that, but you know, it was the longest time I had taken off in my life, let alone my business. I feel like in a long, long, long time, but it really served me quite well. It helped me reassure that my business wasn't going to completely fall apart, you know, by taking this time away for myself and my well being, but also that I can enjoy quality time to explore again. And I still like had achieved a six figure business last year, you know, by taking a whole month off and like all of these other growth things that I'm really proud of and just like really honoring my well being ultimately at the end of the day is something that I'm just really proud of.
0: That's amazing. And I think that's the side of remote work that people don't really think about all the time is they just think of remote working and pick you up and go and you're in Bali or, you know, in some beautiful tropical location working in a hostel and beautiful views. But <laughs> Part of remote work that most of us are so grateful for is being able to work from a hospital waiting room or beside somebody's bed and just be present with those people and still be able to do what you need to do. Because yeah, those those scenes are equally magical and important for all of us who work remotely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not always glamorous. I hate to break it to you, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
0: it is what it is all right so something that I always like to ask people is you know now what so you're right now you're back in Toronto Mm -hmm. what's next what what are you working on what are you super excited about you know are you planning on picking up and taking off again for another road, road trip yeah tell us you know now what
1: yeah. So I'm really excited. There's actually a contest that I'm working on with DHL has been a really fun partnership. So I'm one of six mentors for their discovery Your next contest for all Canadian small businesses out there at the moment for this month. Anyways, of the recording of this episode, there's opportunity to win $10,000 of mentorship expertise, as well as an additional $10,000 of international shipping, which is major. So This is like something that, you know, I'm sure a lot of small businesses out there would really appreciate at whatever stage you're at as well. Like having funding towards to reinvest in your business is always helpful. So that's something I'm really excited about. Well, how did you get picked as one of the mentors for that partnership? I literally was sent an Instagram DM, which I don't always respond to a lot of them because sometimes they get really spammy. I'm not going to lie. But this one was like, you know, really personalized and like very kind. We hopped on a quick phone call, like literally the same day. She told me about the campaign. I'm a big like supporter of small businesses out there, especially within our economy. You know, I want to help support however best I can. And I know this is something that you and I have connected a lot on too, to help support other fellow business owners out there. And so I just really... Connected with the values that they had associated with it and the community that they were building. Ultimately, that it was just really something that I wanted to get behind ultimately and become a mentor with them. And yeah, otherwise, I mean, I'm really excited for what this year has to offer to just like enjoy the process a little bit, trust it, that I have really great systems in place to support me and my clients, and still plan to take a month off in the summer to enjoy again and jet off. So that's kind of the plan. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Before we wrap this
0: up for somebody who is maybe daydreaming about hitting that send button on that resignation email, or, you know, just packing up and taking off, what would be your three or four suggestions? You can, you can decide how many are important to you, but like, what would you tell somebody who's kind of contemplating in this moment right now of like, I just want to go?
1: Hmm, yeah, I would say like, first of all, cut the noise. So it's really easy for a lot of opinions to seep in and for a lot of unsolicited advice to come in, once you've even made that decision. So like, If it's not helpful, they have not experienced this before. Like, I'm sorry to say, but you know, it may not be very helpful. (laughs) So I would say truly believe and like sit in the integrity of your decision, because that's going to serve you long-term, even way beyond this decision that you've made. And then the second piece that I would say is like, enjoy the process ultimately too. Like you didn't, decide to quit this nine to five or whatever that looks like for you to work 24 seven. Even if you enjoy what you do wholeheartedly, I think there's so much more to life and our identity as well. That is not attached to our career ultimately too. So just like enjoy it as a human. You've worked really hard to get to this point. So indulge a little bit more. And then three, like give yourself some grace and understand that it's going to evolve with you ultimately too. And this can also mean in decision-making. So if it is something that you actually don't end up enjoying anymore or your priorities change for whatever reason, different circumstances come up, life just throws you a curveball ball and happens then inevitably, uh, then it's okay to change course. I like to look at your life and your business as a choose your own adventure in a lot of ways. So Ultimately, just understand that it's going to evolve with you and you're a multifaceted human and multi-passionate creative out there too. So just allow yourself a little bit more room to explore a little bit. And I think it will really help serve you ultimately there.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. I had another guest on who said something similar in, 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 as it related to her story, but she's like, you know, you, you make decisions now for what you know and what you need and what you feel. But at no point are you prohibited from making another decision that could completely change the plan and just go a little bit with like go with the flow. Um, Mm. But yeah, you can can decide again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think like a bonus tip, if you want to call it, just like think about this exercise was really helpful for me actually when I first transitioned this journey also. And like, just think of what your perfect day is also, whether you're a journaler or you just want to speak it into existence, whatever it feels good to you, just like having that awareness of what is your perfect day, you can create that every day for yourself. And so sometimes it's as like simple as having enough time to like sip your coffee in the morning, you know, or to take that walk on the beach, whatever that looks like for yourself. But be able to have those really clearly identified really will help you bring that into reality. It doesn't need to be on a Pinterest board any longer than it needs to be. And you actually can live the life of your dreams.
0: Oh, love it. Thank you, Christine, for joining us and sharing this awesome story. See, I told you it was going to be a fun one, guys. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, a venture and, you know, going for your goals and setting yourself free and just, living your purpose and living your dream. I think that's what we all really wanna um, do. And you know, selling all your stuff and buying a one-way ticket, very exciting, very daunting at the same time. But if that's something that you wanna do, go for it. You only live once and you're only young once, right? And you define what young means to you. So it's never too late and you're never too old to do the thing, right? Absolutely love it. Okay, cool. So, where do you love to hang out? Where can people find you if they want more info about your business and design or, you know, the brand party?
1: Yeah. Amazing. Well, if you want to still hang out, join the after party over at christineeldesigns.com for more information and how we can work on your next exciting project together. Otherwise, I'm hanging out on Instagram at underscore clieu most of the time and you can catch me weekly over at brand party podcast.
0: Excellent. Okay. Thanks, Christine. And thanks everyone for tuning in this week for another Now What Wednesday. We will be back next week with another awesome story of when life comes at you and what you do to figure it out from there. And uh, as always, follow me at just.loves.life and we will see you in another show. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank Now What?